Hello. Welcome to the Love Handles podcast. So good to have you here. Feel a little bit sick, a little bit under the weather. Um, I got a touch of the cough, cough. Can you turn me up a little bit? It's a little bit low. Um, oh, hello. There I am. Welcome me to the Love Handles podcast. Yeah, feel a little bit sick, a little bit under the weather. Uh, also a little hungover, but whatever. We don't have to get into that. Uh, how is your week, Jay? Jay, for you, you know, familiar, Jay is my producer here, audio engineer, jack of all trades, wanted in four states, by headhunters. That's why he's just very uh, accomplished. People want him in four states to work there. How is your week? It was quick. That's good. It's bad when the weekends are quick. It's okay when the weeks are quick. It isn't. Are you saying the weekend's gonna go by so quickly? Shut up, Jay. (laughs) Shut up. This podcast is like two hours. So by the time it's done, it'll be Tuesday. (laughs) According to your math. Oh, I have a little bit of a ha, like a little bit of a throat thing. I got like a little ha, husk. I got some husk to my voice. Nothing. I I woke up sick. I had a bit too many uh, Long Island iced teas yesterday. <laughs> I know. I think, yeah. <laughs> It tasted good, now it sounds good. I always wanted like a little rasp to my voice because I'd loved Pat Benatar um, and she had that rasp. Also, I loved Ashley Simpson growing up. She's Jessica Simpson's sister and she had like a rasp. <laughs> it's like, I want that. Oh, so stupid. Oh man, so many stupid things we did when we were young. I really want, oh my God, this is so stupid. So I watched, uh, you know the movie Amadeus, it's about Mozart, and I liked, um, I liked that movie, and I liked the moles that they had in there, that you had like, they drew moles on your faces for some reason, it was a style thing, so I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool, so for like fucking six months, I drew a mole <laughs> on my upper lip, <laughs> right above my mom. God bless her. She looked at it. She's like, what, what the hell is that? She's like, wash your face. And I was like, no. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, let's get the show started. We have some cool guests. I've been very pleased with all of our guests. We haven't had any duds so far. Because, you know, I mean, when we first started this, like, Twitters can be fucking anything, you know? Everyone's on it. All sorts of freaks on there. Um, But everyone has just been amazing. It's just been amazing conversations and, like, connections with people. I've been very happy. So let's get our first guest up in here. I love his username. I definitely heart his handle. It's really great. You can already tell I'm going to like him. Hello? Hello? Yes, hi. Sorry. Hi. Is this Stripper Scott? Uh, yes, it is. 
Hi, what's up? Welcome to the Love Handles Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm wonderful. I was just talking with my producer about how I'm a little bit hungover. But that's a good thing. It means I had a good night before. How are you doing? How was your week? Uh, not bad. It was uh, a little disappointing with some things at work. Oh, hey, before I get too um, uh, into it, I'm having my, I hear myself in delay like about a, a half a second. Is there something on my end or is that in the I think the it's the audio equipment that we have. So I'm sorry. It's uh, hopefully you, you like the sound of your own voice. Um, I mean, who doesn't love a little uh, navel gazing? Um, <laughs> sorry about the echo chamber. It has something to do with uh, the audio equipment here. So apologies. Uh, well, let's get to know you a little bit. So just so our viewers know who this is. Um, Stripper Scott at Stripper Scott. He is a connoisseur of all things stripper. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, you're a certified Rover's Morning Glory and Alan Cox Show super fan. He's bisexual. That's B-U-Y sexual. Occasional hashtagger. Also not an actual stripper in all caps, just so everyone knows. He's not an actual stripper. I'm sorry, man. It's an only elite crew that could be strippers. So I'm sorry it didn't work out for you. Right. It didn't work out for me either. I had to add that because uh, there's a lot of creepy dudes from other countries that would follow me because they thought I was maybe a girl. Or, and they didn't just, you know, look at my picture. So I had to throw that in there. Hold on. Wait. They didn't look at your picture and they didn't know the, the name Scott was a male name? You'd think that would be the first thing. How do they know the name? I guess not. The word stripper, but they don't know the word <laughs> Scott. That's great. What kind of messages? Okay, so firstly, welcome to the world of being a woman. I know you didn't mean to like traverse into this territory, but we get all sorts of shit all the time i'm thinking about making just like a collage of all the dick pics that i'm sent on my twitter and instagram because it's a lot it's a bevy um what kind of messages would you get oh no i didn't get messages for people get um Are you just people followed by you? like a lot of porn accounts and stuff <laughs> or on on periscope especially oh my gosh it'd be a lot of uh Turkish guys. It's the Turks <laughs> as a people, but they just seem to like following women and saying things like open bobs and show feet and stuff like that. Kind of weird. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, I did not know that about the Turks. Perhaps they have more strip clubs per capita than Detroit, which I hear has a lot. So okay. well, I'm told that it's actually uh, porn is illegal in Turkey and they have no outlet other than to log on to the internet and for women in America because I guess oh they think they can get them to take their clothes off easily if they oh ask nice gosh. or something. If they ask nice, they're just I like, guess. please. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. Okay, so what makes you a connoisseur of all things stripper? Oh, I figured after I don't know, 20 years of hanging out in strip clubs and learning some of the, the tricks and, the tricks. you know, being, <laughs> being around them enough to tell what, uh, what good and what's not i just figured i'd uh punch my bio up and say that i was a connoisseur uh-huh. i don't know oh my gosh there's so many questions for you i love you dude <laughs> so 20 years all right shit so like what's the best piece of advice you can give a person 
Like, if it's like a dude, like he's going to a strip club for his first time, what's the best? Firstly, I know, don't touch a stripper. Everyone knows that, right? What's like the best piece of advice you can give? Piece of advice I could give to, or or women that would go. Whatever, going to a strip club. Um, let's see. Be polite. Be nice. Uh, the girls don't like if you're uh, if you're rude or a jerk. If a girl asks you want a lap dance and you don't, you can just say, no, okay, maybe in a little bit. Don't uh, say that she's fat or ugly or whatever. That's not cool. No one likes that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you know, if you're um, looking for extras, that's nice. And uh, you know, maybe you'll uh, get what you're looking for. I don't know. Is that uh, vague enough? Um, okay, no, um, okay, yeah, I've never Sorry, been Sorry, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be real ribald with my content if, uh, oh, you don't want that. big word, I love it. You can say whatever you want, man. Um, so I've never been to a strip club. My brother had a bachelor party, and I think they went to a strip, or they, I think they went to the woods, and they hired a stripper, and the stripper came out to them, which, like, I mean, honey, honey girl, you need to get out of that habit of, like, going into the woods for these gigs. Um, you need to like, be within, like, cell phone range. <laughs> Make sure you got service out there. But she went out there, um, and one of the guys had never seen a stripper before, and he, like, touched her or something. No, I think they went to a strip club also. They went to a strip club, and... Um, he got kicked out because he, like, touched the stripper. He did something. He, like, grabbed her or something. And all of them got kicked out. Like, ten of them got kicked out. And they had to go to, like, fucking Applebee's or something. Like, I don't know where they <laughs> went. <laughs> but, like, they couldn't be at the strip club anymore. But, like, do people do that? Like, that's, like, a big no-no, right? Well, it depends where you go. Some of the major ones that... uh you're not supposed to touch the girls unless they want you to, uh-huh. then you'll get in trouble. But the seedier ones, the uh, small dive bar ones, anything goes. Wow. You know, for the right price. Wow. Interesting. So, what was your f- first strip club experience like? What made you want to go? All right. Let's see. When I was a kid, I remember hearing stories or seeing like news exposés. Uh, some of the ones around here and the, the way the laws were changing to try and get them to close down. And I thought, what's this this weird, bizarre thing that guys go to look at naked women for money? Uh-huh. And that was kind of it for a long time. Uh-huh. And when I was about uh, 20, I think uh, a couple of my young, my friends that were just turned 18, they were going to the strip club and they brought me out one time. And that was like a... A junkie getting his first taste of heroin, I guess. It was just, it was all downhill from there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you don't seem creepy for a person. I, I do, or I don't? You do not seem creepy oh, thank for a you. person who hangs out at strip clubs. You don't. And, like, I think it's all about how you carry yourself, too. So you're in, not, like, in, like, a haven for strip clubs. You're in Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. We have a few nice ones right here. Interesting. It's not Vegas or New York or Miami. Oh or LA, my but. gosh. Okay, so the stripper. <laughs> Compare strip clubs in Cleveland to strip clubs in Vegas. Are they just much more wholesome in Cleveland? 
No, uh, we have a, a couple that are very opulent. There's a Christie's right here, which looks kind of like um, like a Caesar's Palace, just more dimly lit. Mm-hmm. Couple is a couple of floors, chandeliers, they're all nice statues and woodwork everywhere. Uh huh. Um, I'm sure that's what people check out when they're there. It's like, oh, look at this woodwork. <laughs> well, well, no, it's, it's it's nice compared to going this place to where there's just no, indoor outdoor it. carpeting and stains everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So, how many would you estimate that? How many strip clubs have you been to? Oh, um, let's see, I haven't been to them all, obviously. <laughs> I mean, even just locally. I don't know how you could I'd actually that. specify that. Oh. There's a, a lot of dive ones that I haven't been to because, I don't know, I'm a classy guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's like probably five or six that I uh, go to regularly. Uh-huh. I like around here. How many are there in Cleveland? I didn't know there was that many. Oh, no. There's the, the top ones, the five or six or seven that are like the biggest earners and stuff. But there's just several dozen. There's a whole strip right by the airport. A strip strip, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, on Brook <laughs> Park is the little suburb where the airport is actually located. And it's just guys, business guys that just come in. They have a connecting flight, and they're like, we have two hours. Let's go see some naked girls. Uh-huh. And there's just, like, dozens of them wow. right within two miles of the airport. Location, location. Very smartly put. I will say, though, I've been, I mean, I've had some searches at the airport that have felt like stripping. I'm <laughs> just like, oh, <laughs> oh, you need to get that close. <laughs> I don't think any of these packages are suspicious. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so like, do you have? I have so many questions for you. You're my. This is you're by far the most interesting guest we've had on here. I have so many. Oh, questions. thank you. You're really interesting. We've only had four episodes, but even still, you're very interesting. So, do you have like? Are you? So you're like a regular at these places. So they know you when you come. It's like, oh, yes. there's Scott. Yeah, yeah, they uh, the let me in free and get mm-hmm. drinks. Well, not drink drinks free. Uh-huh. I get, like, pop free. Uh-huh. Ironic, fun fact, you can get a beer for three and a quarter, but a Coke is $5. Because they don't want you drinking Coke. They want you, they want you drinking drunk. booze and getting drunk. Interesting. Casinos, so, uh, but yeah, casinos I'm, uh, the same I way, right? I have VIP memberships. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I said casinos are the same thing, too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Ohio has a law where you're not allowed to give away alcohol. But if you're on a tour of a brewery, they can sell you a beer for like a quarter. Wow. But the law says you can't have free alcohol for some reason. Wow. I do love these arcane Midwestern Southern laws. In Missouri, where I was from, it was like recent. I mean, it was like, I don't know, the past like. 20 years, like 20 years ago, it was legal to kill Mormons. Like, it was just oh. like, what? Like, if you well, shot like... a Mormon, you would be fine. Because it was in the law. And they just, like, like I think 15, 20 years ago, they took it off the books. But it was just like, I just I love a good arcane, you know, backwards law that just is obscure and no one knows about. Um, oh, too bad my dad's dead or he would have loved to go to Missouri. He did not like Mormons at all. Oh my god! They, uh, he, I, I'm not, I'm not one of these uh, prejudiced people. I try not to be, at least. Uh-huh. But um, 
he lived in Phoenix, Mesa, Arizona, which is, I guess, a very high Mormon population because they're uh-huh. close to Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. Um, I'm in Cleveland. Like I said, he moved out there when I was about two. My family, his side of the family was from the Cleveland area, and uh, allegedly his great-great-grandfather was killed by a Mormon lynch mob. He hung him in his own barn, according to what, what he told me. A so he was Mormon not a fan of Mormon lynch mob? What? Yeah. Never a Mormon heard. lynch mob. Wow. I've always heard of Mormons guess, being lynched. I'd never heard of the reverse. Interesting. Uh, this is what he told me. I mean, I guess I could try and really look into it and dig up the articles on it, but this is like 1800s before they mm-hmm. really had... So he carried that grudge for a while. But Mormons are yeah. so nice. I feel like, I mean, if you killed one, they would be like, okay, I deserve that. You know, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> they're so nice. I actually have a lot of family members who are Mormon. So, I mean, yeah. I love Mormons. Uh, I think they're great. Um, a friend of mine who's a comedian locally, his name is Bill Squire. He's actually the co-host on the Alan Cox show, which uh-huh. is one of the shows that I listen to and call in a lot. Uh-huh. He, his whole family is Mormon, and he's um, been excommunicated because of the hijinks he got into when he was on his mission. Wow, what did he do? Just so everybody knows what a mission is. So Mormons, when they're like uh, 18, I believe, they um, go on a mission for two years wherever the church sends them to go preach the gospel of Mormonism. Um, so, and you're like, you're not allowed to have sex, you're not allowed to drink, um, you're not allowed, it just, your whole life is consumed by um, the gospel of Mormonism. Um, so you're, it's very strict. So what the hell did he do? What, what kind of hijinks? What did he do? He did everything you're not supposed to do. Oh. He was in the Philippines, and I think uh, he ended up, I don't want to mess up the story, the way he tells it, but basically he started going to some strip clubs there, and, you know, Shut he up. started getting things from me. <laughs> Banged a lot of Filipinas, drinking, doing, <laughs> I don't know if he was doing what? drugs, but it was just, whatever, whatever. You know, having caffeine and sugar, you know, that's bad for them, right? Uh-huh. He just, like, went wild, and they find out about that, and they're like, yeah, you're out of here. Wow. Wow. So, I can't believe he went through with with even going to the Philippines. Like he basically thought of it as a vacation and not as like a mission. How long was he out there? Like how did he how long I think did he get it was two years. That? He did that for two years. That's like impressive to do it for that long. Because you were with your companion at all times and to be able to like have that. Yeah, he corrupted DL. some of the other ones too. Oh my God. I don't know if they got excommunicated. I think he was the main culprit, so he got the blame. The other wow. ones were kind of maybe absolved because they were coerced by his wicked, wicked ways. Wow. But um, he definitely is uh, not at all Mormon anymore. That's his family really still is, funny. and they don't really get along as much. I think. I don't want to. I don't want to speak about him without knowing. Uh huh. That's 100%. hilarious. I've never heard of anybody that like fucking extreme. Well, you know, I hope he's enjoying his life before he burns in hell. Uh, <laughs> he might have, he goes out to, you're right, are you in New York? I forget. Yeah, I'm in New York. Um, he does, he, he travels, so he, he might have done some shows together at some point out in New oh. York. I'll send you his uh, info if you ever want For sure, dude. I'm hoping see, you go maybe, in the maybe you know each other. like this summer, so definitely. So have you done international strip clubs? No, the only time I've been out of the country as an adult was I was in London for a weekend about 10 years ago. And that was basically fly in and fly out. I didn't have a chance to do anything cool. Uh-huh. 
Oh, but I'm man. looking forward. I know uh, Mexico has some pretty cool ones down in uh, Tijuana, uh, like Adelitas and Hong Kong, I guess, are renowned. But I'm kind of afraid to go down there because, you know, I might get killed. That's <laughs> what they tell you, at least, anyways. Can I just say, the way that you speak about strip clubs really is like a connoisseur. You know, it really, it's not like you're a creep going to these things like you don't come off that way at all you're like it's like you'll take a little sip of a, of a strip club and be like ah oh, this is a good year like that's a nice like, nose his good legs crisp dry finish yeah exactly it's so interesting all right so let's talk about the rest of about you um you so we went over the alan cox show super van um so that's a local radio show Yes, Alan's. Uh, he's a. He's. I believe he's from Chicago. Um, he's on in here now in, in Cleveland. He's um, very popular uh, locally. Again, these shows are on because the internet. People listening from all over the world, obviously. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they have a pretty good following. And um, you know, like any radio show that has callers call in, I uh, would call in and tell my dumb stories, and some of them involving going to strip clubs and I guess uh, they thought it was funny and uh, got the nickname and it stuck. Nice. So, uh, yeah. it's I know it sounds stupid but apparently alliterated names are what, if you're a radio column person, is what you have to have and it makes you popular somehow. I don't know. Interesting. So, what makes you a super fan? I mean, like, did you give me, like, your firstborn? Like, is it just that you call oh. Linda? Oh, no. Lot? No children. I'm, no kids. I will not have children. I swear I... on my... First, well, no, that, that doesn't work. Never mind. Forget that firstborn swearing part. You swear? Uh, <laughs> um, <none. laughs> no, basically, I just would go out to all their uh, events. They do like you know bar crawls and uh, I don't know uh, comedy shows. And come on out, everybody. We're going to be here on Saturday the fifteenth or whatever. And I go to like all of them, and they just knew me from showing up and all the time and ask me how I'm doing. And I tell them some just wacky story about how I ended up. Blowing a couple grand, and I pour on some girl who just gave me the runaround. I'm like, this guy is crazy. He's an idiot, but he's likable somehow. Uh-huh. And then I don't know, they just remember me as that kind of guy, and uh-huh. and I got to be buddies with them. I guess. Are you the kind of person who wears a suit all the time? Oh no, no. I that, that suit picture I have. It, I I specifically took that because I'm like, this is the one time I'm going to be wearing a suit in like five years. I want to save it and look classy <laughs> for my profile picture. Are you at a strip club in this picture? Because there's this fantastic woodwork behind you. Uh, that's actually a <laughs> bar called the Velvet Dog on West Sixth down here. It's a swanky little area. Uh-huh. Well, that that specific place is uh, kind of fancy, but that street is like one of the the, the hipper bar nightclub areas. Uh huh. So what do you but wear I, I did... when you go to a strip? I'm club? sorry. Go ahead. What do you wear when you go to a strip club? I assume very heavy pants. Um, not no necessarily. Usually just jeans. t-shirt and jeans. You don't. Some places they say that you're supposedly not supposed to have a t-shirt in, but no one's ever said anything to me. But they just don't want you to come and looking like a gangster or something. Yeah, I mean that'd be really embarrassing if you showed up in a suit and a stripper came out. She's like, oh, I feel so underdressed. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the the ones down, not the the couple real classy ones. They have um. Like on the weekends, like Friday, Saturday, at least the one would have a rule where the girl had to have like an evening gown. 
What? She couldn't just walk out in like a bikini or whatever. She had to have like some sort of evening gown, oh my which she would then take off after one or two songs. What is this, a but pageant? But at least She'd have to have the fucking talent, too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Are, uh, good. <laughs> that's great. You know what, though? That's actually kind of cool. I feel like it's a, a, it's a little bit classy. I remember, so I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. There's a strip club there. Um, and I remember, because uh, I worked right next to it. I was in college. And, like, I, I interned at this place. And um, they would always just, like, hustle the stripper out of the building into a car. Like, they didn't want her to get harassed. This is a very upscale place. It was very, very classy, expensive. Um, definitely not, like, some sort of, like, dive strip bar or whatever. Um, but I remember just, like, how protective they were of her and how she would just, like, hustle. Because my little window there was right by where their little area was for the VIP. Um, but I can't imagine what it must feel like to be a stripper. Have you ever gotten to know any of them? Oh, yeah, lots of them. Yeah? On like um, a personal basis? Yeah, there's a... Well, the best one... Uh, oh, boy. I don't want to get a super long story going here. Uh-huh. Um, unless you want, but... Part of why I got the nickname with the radio guys is that... Uh, there's this, this one that I got really attached to and um, gave quite a bit of money to over about a course of a year. And she kind of strung me along. Now, I'm not an idiot. So I'm not just like, <laughs> she's my girlfriend. I love her. We're going to get married. <laughs> but it was, uh, it's, it's kind of a convoluted bit of a story. Uh-huh. But every time I see these guys like, hey, so how's your, how's your stripper girlfriend doing? Uh-huh. Like just busting my balls, and again, uh-huh. that's kind of how I got the name, uh-huh. the nickname. But yeah, just aside from her, there's lots of girls that you just see a lot of times, and then you get to know like, um, you know, about their life and their family and stuff, and uh-huh. whatever things are going on, and trying to be friendly them with them. Outside of the strip club, uh, I've I've seen a few, and I'm. I mean, Do again, I don't want to get like. Them? <laughs> super naughty here and talk about uh, certain things that oh but unless you unless you want to go and... do whatever you want dude there are no rules on this podcast okay I mean um hmm. so yeah you, so there's a been with a couple of them is what it sounds like yeah a couple okay. of few more that's yeah. a good conversion rate Scott yeah um I just, uh, what can I say? Money talks. <laughs> I feel like uh, this, here's something that's really interesting to me about just strip clubs in general. It's just how contained this very volatile thing is. You know, like the sex drive and just like, I can't imagine being um, a man and just sitting there while this, you know thing is paraded around you and like not being able to touch it not being able to do anything like how hard is that how it's very hard oh you mean like uh, the desire to okay i thought you meant something else as being hard i'm sorry i misunderstood you for a minute <laughs> um <laughs> uh, no um a lot of the times the girl um how can i say this i'll just um 
I'm polite and I just sit there and the girl will see that I like her and she'll just if I'm not being very forward she'll just grab my hands and stick them on her boobs or whatever uh-huh. and that's kind of like the green flag to just go ahead and do whatever really and oh Interesting. yeah not, not all of them just some like the one the place that uh the the girl i mentioned before was working at they're very strict with the no touching they'll come back and talk to you and throw people out uh-huh. and so that's why i wasn't so opposed to trying to trying to date this girl uh-huh. was because she was kind of a good girl as for, at least for a stripper uh-huh. She wasn't like you know, giving out handers in the back room for an extra fifty. Uh huh. She was pretty kind of classy. Uh huh. I guess for a stripper. Uh huh. Like, but um, yeah, there's other uh, other ones that are not so classy. Mm-hmm. I guess. I have. I mean, I have, have a few time. friends who have stripped or currently strip. Um, and I mean, there's so. You know, and they shouldn't be, like, they're not, you know, ashamed of it. It's not something that, like, embarrasses them. It's like, yeah, I do this thing. It pays me a lot of money. It's really good. Um, I don't plan on doing it my whole life. Um, but it's just this thing that I do, and it doesn't define me, is how the, the people that I know personally look at it. Um, and I think that's a healthy way to look at it. I guess. Yes. Um, I think another stereotype of strippers is this, you know, the daddy issues and they're there because nobody loved them. Um, and that's definitely a stereotype. Have you, you know, come across anyone like that? Why, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, girl that I mentioned, I would I would say very much had daddy issues, mm-hmm. but don't tell her that because uh-huh. she would fly off the handle about that. But yeah, her her dad died when she was like thirteen, oh my and she was raised by her stepmom, and that's part of why she liked me. Allegedly, was because I was like thirteen years older and reminded her of her dad. Wow! But she doesn't have daddy issues. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And all her boyfriends were like twice her age, so. Wow. But uh, some sad. girls have that. Sadly, some girls are uh, hooked on drugs, and that's how they're supporting their habit. I try to avoid that whole that whole uh scene that whole area uh-huh. and then there's just the girls that are like hey i gotta go to college i'm hot i can make a lot of money <laughs> working a little bit a few hours a night a couple nights a week uh-huh. i'm gonna do what i can uh-huh. and i can't fault them uh-huh. i just for, for me it's it comes down to i the only thing that bothers me is a girl is leading you on and like lying to you to try and get stuff uh-huh if you're going to just be up front and say, hey, look, here I am, $25, $30, a song, I'll be naked, and you can look at me cool. Uh-huh. And you start doing this like, oh, for, um, I'll give you my phone number for another $100, which is Whoa. just a stripper cell phone that they have specifically to call guys uh-huh. to tell them to come in when it's slow uh-huh. so they can make more money. You know, I don't like that kind of uh, deception. Wow. Well, I mean, that kind of deception happens outside of a strip club, too. I mean. Oh, it happens everywhere. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's, so. That's why I don't hang around with normal girls either, I guess. <laughs> can you ever imagine not going to a strip club? Like, can you ever imagine, like, you know, meeting 
um, a lady somewhere and falling in love with her and just being like, okay, I'm not going to go to strip clubs anymore if she doesn't like it or like, you know, maybe she's okay with it and you do it concurrently. Like, can you ever imagine a life like that for yourself? Ooh, uh, I don't want to get dark and depressing here, but (laughs) I I can no longer imagine a life where I would meet a girl and fall in love and be happy. It's just that that ship has sailed. Wow. All I can do now is just uh, feed my addiction like a like a junkie strung out on G-strings and PCs. You were yeah, so honest. <laughs> <laughs> You're so honest and accepting of yourself. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, I gotta be gotta be a realist. People say you're a oh you're pessimistic. No, no, no. I'm. I'm realist. Wow. And you're very self-aware and honest and accepting of your awareness of what you are. That's amazing. Yes. But you, you seem, also Thank seem you. okay with it. You seem, you're like, yeah, this is how it is. Well, I'm just to going to enjoy it. Well, I mean, look, I mean, looking at me, you can see that I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm just average to be a step up. <laughs> uh-huh. um, aside from being short and fat and now my hair is thinning and graying <laughs> and all this um, you can't you can't tell from the picture if you're just looking at my profile picture because uh-huh. it's taken from the one side. Uh-huh. I have a big birthmark over like half my left half of my face, and that's kind of why I don't take pictures on that side a whole lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, my whole life that's been um, kind of a major deterrent for women. Uh-huh. They, they don't want to say it, but it's it, it, a lot of people in general, and some people are cool with it. But um, it's just. I can't blame them. It's like someone's got a weird mark over like half of their face. Uh-huh. You look like a Bond villain. You don't want to talk to them. <laughs> you know, so I can't fault them. I just got to accept that that's what it is. Yeah. And um, I could be sad and miserable and want to change or just accept it and um, try and have like inner peace or whatever. <laughs> I like I you, know. Scott. I like your attitude oh, thank you, Teresa. in life. I do, man. I think you're cool. Um, I like you too. Thanks, man. I'm. I, we have to go. I'm I really. I fucking loved this conversation. I really did. It, it. It was just like a roller coaster of just like really interesting things, but also some real honest shit. You're cool, dude. I'm glad that well, you, you were on our show. Uh, we'll have another episode where we have like my favorites and like an all-star favorite cast, and we will definitely have you on that. Um, cool, dude. Do you want yeah, to plug awesome. anything? Anytime. I always like, I really like do you have anything you want to plug if you have like a a periscope or anything that you're like promoting? Oh, I don't really promote a whole lot. I do have a periscope, but I haven't broadcast in like two years. Okay. Because I kind of got kind of got tired of all the just hate. I mean, I don't know if you have to, you probably have to deal with that. Especially as a woman, these guys are just assholes, but mm. <laughs> geez, the, the neg- I really, I should say also that just on Twitter, I kind of had a pullback a while ago just because it's so much this hate. Oh, that was me. Are you there? Yeah, oh, yeah, I heard a dial tone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing really to plug. I'm just uh, just doing uh, doing my thing, going to work every day, trying to earn all the money so I can Be spend it irresponsibly. Gotta do it, man. Um, dude, I like you. You're cool. Best of luck. Um, Thank you. We will have you on the show again. Awesome. All right, dude. Talk to you soon. All right. Cool. Take care.
Bye. Bye-bye. That was a very interesting conversation. Like, for real. Really, really interesting. Um, wow. I really, I, like I said, I love how self-accepting he was. Like, not lying to himself about anything. Um, but just really candidly, like, looking at his life and who he is. And then just being like, okay, I'm okay with that. Like, whoa. <laughs> Yo. Who the fuck? I mean, like, I know a lot of religious people who don't have that kind of inner peace. And this fucker goes, this chapel is the strip club. <laughs> like, he has found it there. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, awesome. Great to have you on the show. We'll have you back. Uh, let's call the next person. We have a spectacular lineup. Uh, all right. Beep, beep, boop, beep, 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 beep. Hello. Hi, is this Rebecca? Hi. Yes, it Hi. is. Hi. Welcome to the Love Hi. Handles podcast. It's great to have you. Hi. How Thanks. Are you doing today? How are you doing? I'm great. It's fantastic. It's dirty, ugly, gross weather here in New York City. Um, is it? Is, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we can relate on that. So, just so all of our <laughs> listeners know who <laughs> Rebecca is, uh, it's Rebecca Ritchie. Is that who's pronounced your last mm-hmm. name? Rebecca Ritchie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, at Good Eating job. Books. Yay. Um, we've got a lot of alliteration today with our guests. Um, and she is, her oh. handle is at Eating Books. And that's zero, zero for the books. Yeah. Um, and she Somebody is, stole the, the one I wanted. Oh, the motherfucker. Just, I, I will right. never have them on the show. Just so you know, that's how much I hate them. Uh, <laughs> Good. You better not. I'll be really pissed about it. <laughs> Uh, you have really cool. You have a really cool thing like going for you. So she's a creator of fictional food at eatingbooks.com. She's a writer, entrepreneur, um, and co-host <laughs> of Ant of at intro extra underscore underscore pod. That was a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I was eating <laughs> letters there. <laughs> and she is half wolf. Ow! And you're in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, we have so much to talk about. Okay, I want to talk about. So let's let's talk about like your brand. You got like a a really developed brand here. That's great. Well done. Tell us about it. I'm in the middle of developing it. I would Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, yeah, it's essentially something where I wanted to create book uh, food from books. Mm -hmm. So I would like read a book and then find something I could make a recipe of and take pictures of. So I did it. Crackling bread from Mockingbird, and uh, me and my friend collaborated on apple pie for on the roof. And uh, that's kind of a few of the things that I've done. But I've been branching out a lot. So like the podcast now, something new with my friend, and uh, what else? <laughs> that's so I don't know. Cool. I feel like I do way too much sometimes. No, not at all. I mean, just scrolling through your your timeline. I think you have a real, um, you're great at like setting up these pictures. I love them. They're really cool. Oh, really thanks. well taken, really well set up. Um, what I like, I appreciate I, that. it's, it's cool. It really is. And I think it's unique. Um, 
and I think it's well executed. So I hope, I, I hope it's going to be exciting to watch you grow it. Um, Thanks. So you're uh, you love your big your bibliophile. Would you describe yourself that way? I would say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably a good way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of am too. I love reading. Um, it it's. Uh, I mean, I've tried to get, when you really get immersed in a book and you really, it's just like tunnel vision. It's like you're funneled mm-hmm. into this world that's created in your brain, your brain. Um, and like, you just, there's nowhere else where that feeling exists. Have you found that? Yeah, for sure. I, I was an English major too. So like, that's definitely something I've always comfortable doing and, uh, uh, I feel like this is sort of a nice combination of hobbies as far as books and food goes. Mm-hmm. So you, uh... I don't know if you can hear, my cat is going insane in the background <laughs> and, like, meowing his face off. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> no. Can you put him on the phone? I want to hear him. He's the cat in the world, so, like, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to like, um... But he's swiping me right now. I'm just, I just have to get away from him. <laughs> well, I don't blame him. I'd be freaked out. You're like half wolf. Um, <laughs> he's like, we don't go together. I'm a cat. You're a dog. <laughs> What's his name? Um, his full name is Boo Radley, but we just call him Boo. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I really love that. That's so cute. I mean, it feels like I love To Kill a Mockingbird so much. I love the play. I love the movie. I love mm-hmm. the book. It feels like, I mean, kind of like basic because like everyone loves To Kill a Mockingbird. But like, well, yeah. because I mean, it's, it's like, it's you're kind of breaking up. Um, I don't know if it's my Oh, phone. no. Are you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. That somehow got better. I don't know what other one of us did. Um, it's be Ohio, just in general. <laughs> so, were you, are you born and raised in Ohio? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was uh, born in my family in Ohio, so I, I grew up a little bit in South Korea because my mom is uh, Korean. Mm-hmm. And then we came here and then been here since I was like... That's cool. For some reason, it's going in and out. Um, I don't um, That's cool. So you're half Korean and you're in Ohio. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you? Did you, did you watch the Olympics at all? Uh, the Olympic opening ceremony? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think I've watched TV other than like Netflix or Hulu yeah. in forever. You're a good uh, millennial. I do not want to pay for anything else. Um, uh-huh. so I, I've seen, like, pictures of, like, yeah, you know, so complicated. <laughs> so I don't know. It's nice to see, though, I guess. Yeah. I just wonder how long. So, yeah, so North Korea, South Korea marched in uh, this, the Olympic opening ceremony together, just for our listeners mm-hmm. who don't know that. Um I just, I mean, I, I wonder how lasting it's going to be, you know? 
I mean, I was freaking right. out. Like, when they announced South Korea, it's like, yo, they can get a <laughs> missile to California. I think they can hit South right? Korea. <laughs> like, I've I, never been more thankful to be in the Midwest. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Midwest. Okay, Midwest girls. Yeah. Woo, woo. Ow. <laughs> We're uh, super nice people. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, like, I miss the Midwest for a lot of reasons. Like, I mean, also, because, like, I could rent a house for what I'm renting here. Uh, oh, God. Right. Not we a live joke. right now in, like, a three-bedroom duplex. Oh, and my And it gosh. is way cheaper than oh. anyone got. Uh, um, house prices that's crazy you live in a duplex oh with three bedrooms oh. yeah there's like a part of me does not want to ever leave this apartment just because it's yeah. so like cheap yeah and it's like when it's that cheap you can spend the rest of your money on really making it like your right cave you know what I mean? That's kind of like the, the draw I think and the, the fear of wanting to go anywhere else because we used to live in Boston and, you know, you get major sticker shock as a Midwestern person. So. Oh, yeah. Um, totally. Well, so we were living in, like, a $1,600 one-bedroom tiny apartment. Yeah. And now that we're here, I'm to kind of make use of the space. Uh-huh. Hell, yeah. That's <laughs> – I'm so jealous. So, wait, so you are married – you have a boyfriend. Are you there? Oh no. What happened? Hello? Oh hey, hey, can you hear me? <laughs> hey. This show, this call is crazy. <laughs> What's going on? So you are married. You... you have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. Nice. Awesome. And we actually—it's his actually his birthday today. Oh my gosh! And I'm, <laughs> and I'm a terrible girlfriend because no. after this, I'm actually going to go and get him a present while he's <laughs> at his mother's house. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> girl! <laughs> well, firstly, so, I mean, I don't know how good you are at picking out presents, <laughs> but um, he's really hard to buy gifts for. Oh my gosh! He's like the um, he's like the kind of guy that like stays off the grid, so he doesn't like go on Facebook and Instagram uh -huh. or anything. Uh -huh. So I like I always have issues buying him something. Oh my god! He just doesn't have any like paper trails behind him that I can shower. <laughs> it's like, honey, you need more interests. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, really all his interests time. are like music, and it's um, you know, everything is expensive. Uh -huh. So I'm not getting him like crazy drum beat kits and kick pedals or whatever the hell he wants like that. <laughs> um. I was just going to make socks or a shirt. Oh, my gosh. Does he get you that? Does he get you socks and shirts for your, your birthday? Sure. Yeah? You know what, though? I mean, that's... Okay. Here's my overarching thought about gifts and, like, holidays. I kind of feel I just love just because things. I really, that's I like too. my favorite thing. Like for Valentine's Day, like, I mean, it's a great day. But the idea of like celebrating my personal love on the 
exact same day with the fucking world is not appealing right. to me. It's really not. See, we're kind of in the same boat. We, we've we been together almost, uh, well, our anniversary is actually on the 17th. Mm-hmm. So we'll have been together nine years at that point. Oh, my gosh. So we don't care what we do anymore. Yeah. Um, so this year we actually um, are combining, like, one day of celebrating things. Oh. It's, just, it's so much easier than having to celebrate mm-hmm. birthday and then Valentine's Day and anniversary. Yeah. So you're doing just the anniversary and Valentine's Day celebration? Pretty much. That's smart. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not cool when you're, like, a kid and you do that with birthdays. Oh, my God. I was so <laughs> mad. Oh, I hated it so much because my birthday is no. July 28th, and I have a brother whose birthday is 24th of July and then the 29th Ew. of July. And we one time I was so mad when I was a little girl. What we would do, because they were, like, 10 years older than me, and, like, I wanted a whole oh. other kind of birthday fucking party. <laughs> like, I didn't want to have the fucking adult party. I wanted, like, fucking princess shit. And, like, yeah. we would do, like, combined birthdays. And I would just be like, I don't feel special. Like, <laughs> that's how I feel. Well, he could have felt special with princess stuff, too. <laughs> we didn't do the Maybe princess doesn't. stuff. <laughs> that would be very special, though. That would be very, like, <laughs> unique. You are a special person. <laughs> yeah. So, My sister's birthday is the day after Christmas, oh, so she also feels that sort oh, of uh, competing with Jesus. Oh, man, yeah, being one-upped <laughs> by Jesus. That's tough. Right? Oh. <laughs> the worst. Oh, that sucks. You know what? Maybe she should try <laughs> coming back from the dead. I hear people are into that. <laughs> That'll that do might it. do it. That'll get some attention. <laughs> So you, after this call, you're going to run out and go buy a birthday present. So do you know what, I'm, do you know what you're going to go get him? No. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's such a, I mean, it's, it's hard to buy him gifts. He never Uh tells me what he wants, Uh even though I explicitly ask. So, Uh I mean, really it's going to be a shock. Maybe, maybe can you buy him like an experience? That might be good. Like maybe you can buy yourselves like a trip somewhere. Or maybe you guys that can sounds like it. for a more thoughtful person. <laughs> Rebecca, you put <laughs> so much work into your Twitter. And you're like, fuck him. <laughs> Lisa, I don't have any energy to put in <laughs> my relationship. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I'm looking at your like last picture. It's like you and a fur blanket. And there's some coffee and some socks. And there's some like beautifully baked bread on a wooden plate platter there's some dead roses oh yeah you got you Girl. gotta have you gotta have all sorts of crazy stuff in your instagram pictures Girl. you have things that don't that would never like be with each other on their own in real life hold on you don't sleep you with to, that on your bed <laughs> <laughs> it's like babe get these fucking dead roses out of the bed <laughs> can't sleep that's uh, that's funny because that is actually true <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh do you guys use this fur blanket on your bed we okay we do i love it's it one of those things where we've got i do too it's great and we have it on the bed because it's winter and our windows suck and so we get a draft i in. love it and it's heavy and it's Yo, furry that's so and it makes me feel like i'm in game of thrones yes i was just about to right? say that <laughs> 
literally it's so it's so perfect that he always knocks it off the bed every time we're sleeping and i'm just oh my like what? god i have this beautiful blanket here for a reason i mean how game of thrones is this is he your brother very very <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You know what, though? Also, I kind of think that, like, online is your best friend. I think when you have a person who's hard to buy a gift for, the Internet is the best thing. Like, you can just find. That's true. It's so true. Like, you don't have to buy him, like, a new drum set or whatever. You can just buy him a really cool piece of art, um, like, mm-hmm. revolving around drums, like, online. But that also cheap. that also is something I should have thought about before today. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so, question. So, why do you describe yourself yeah. as half wolf? I um that little tagline at the end. I just change every now and then. Oh. So, like that is the only thing on my Twitter bio that ever changes, really. Uh huh. So I don't know. I just uh I just decided to add that one day. I really don't know why. Ow! Can I just say I love the profile picture. It's so Wednesday Adams. Your dress. <laughs> I um, I really love your artist. She does the caricature. Right. She's amazing. Because oh my gosh. I really like mine. And then I, but then I was wondering why there was like a giant floating butt behind my head. <laughs> and then I realized that it was ice cream. <laughs> but it's but it's like peach colored, you know. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> but because... you're also called love handles. So I thought it was like on purpose, and then. I don't it's know. Like a I like it. You love it. <laughs> that's so funny because that's the second drawing. I had to ask her to redo a drawing because it's like, I just see butts. <laughs> I think she listens to the it podcast good, too. I like it. So a lot. Lauren, we're just fucking around. Your shit is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Every guest is just like, oh my god, what? <laughs> that's such a crazy concept it is it's cool i love it because how, like, i mean how long have you actually been doing it it's i've only had like four episodes i've had four episodes oh. and people are like so on board with it like and people like really listen to it like i like i like half acidly posted uh the first episode it was like a test episode and i looked and i was like there's like 800 listens i was like what who are wow. these people <laughs> what the fuck it made no sense to me but my favorite thing about it i mean because i'm on a, on twitter as much as you are i love twitter mm. i'm obsessed with it it's my Thank favorite you. thing in the world um and like i just love i love like taking the mask off of social media because like you know right, you could just right. be like a, you could be anything you know and you could be anyone and you know i think people like i think that's why like, like online can be so vicious is because you have that sort of like mask like no one would say the right. things that they say that are like nasty and horrible to a person Absolutely. who's standing next to them but they feel safe behind you know the mask of a screen and um, I love just, like, you know, removing that and really talking to people that we find on mm-hmm. Twitter. And well, it's, it's just, neat. I mean, it's an it's a interesting concept for sure. I love it. I love it so much. I'm very happy with how it's gone. <laughs> Watch the next person we call be fucking insane. But, I mean, until then, <laughs> I love it. So you also host a podcast. Uh, what Tell us about your podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I just started that with my friend because um, – We've been wanting to kind of do a project together, and so we started this podcast. 
and I can't, it's hard to like describe it, I guess. It's just like, we talk about random stuff, uh-huh. um, mostly related to our businesses. Uh-huh. Cool. But um, so- it's uh, centered on the idea that she's an extrovert and I'm an introvert, so we just kind of bring a different thing to our approach. That's cool. I saw this really cute, uh, it was on Instagram, it was this really cute, um, it was like a pie graph, and the title was, How an Introvert Makes Friends, and like, the pie graph was like, 85%, uh, like, colored one color, and that was like, um, an extrovert finds them, likes them, and adopts them is how that works and then like the other 15 percent were like like uh animals count as friends <laughs> it's just like really, uh, well really yeah cute. why do you think i hang out with my jerk ass cat <laughs> oh He's boo that's such a cute name do you, do you know boo the pomeranian he's a no. social media star oh my god i think actually maybe i do I you probably, probably do dog. Bowie's a Pomeranian, and they give him this, like, teddy bear head haircut. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh. I've oh. seen enough dog videos. <laughs> you're like, I know my shit. Don't test me. <laughs> uh, so, is this, like, your full-time job? Do you have a, another thing, yeah. like, a side thing? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh my well, God. it's basically, um, it, it's, I, I manage social media for a ver- variety of local businesses. And then the eating book stuff is sort of a supplemental income on the side. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's like living the dream, yeah, girl. Like just like making Hopefully. money off of your Twitter. Like I'm trying. <laughs> really cool. So you've been on Twitter since March of 2014. Yes. That's pretty good. But I haven't, I, I haven't really started using it within the last, um, I would say within the last two years I've really been active. Yeah, same here. I really only started using like last like year, I think. I'm not sure. I just love like <laughs> Twitter. Never thought that they would become the what they have become since President Trump has like started using Twitter. Like we oh, had God. no idea, and not just that, but like I mean, they're saying all this stuff about like Russian influence, like taking like bots or whatever, right. and, like influencing right. shit. Well, like, the problem too is that people are so impressionable. And they don't research anything, and they take everything as, you know, headline bites and things like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to um, look at it as something where you're like, oh yes, it's great, and at the same time, it's like, oh, it'll probably also bring about our destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's how. I feel but about there'll be a lot of shit. dog videos on the way. <laughs> it's just like you know, it's a pleasurable journey into the abyss right yeah we if we're gonna go into the abyss we might as well enjoy it um exactly yeah we're taking the clickbait Mm -hmm. down to hell um that's pretty cool so like what made you decide like what made you realize oh i can make money off of this because a lot of people are on social media and they don't really i mean they have like you know distinguished brands they have distinguished like you know, they have very distinct voices. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, you took it to the next level, and you found, like, sponsors, and you found a way to monetize it. That's huge. Well, I think that it's sort of blown up within the last couple of years, like sponsorships and things like that. So it was nothing I really explored until probably this past year. And so now that influencer marketing is, like, this big um, industry, 
within the marketing industry. It's it's something that I'm I'm realizing. Oh yeah, like this is something you can utilize to help make a living as a freelancer. Uh huh. So this has been something I've been focusing on this year, where I'm like, okay, this is a bookish food um, profile that I have, and I don't really want to stray too far from that. Uh-huh. So I've been reaching out to publications for, um, or I'm sorry, different publishers for books and restaurants and things like that to kind of keep it in line with what I do. Uh-huh. And so it's been really fun because it's still the same um, things that I enjoy. I love it. I love it. Good on you. Congratulations. Thank you. I hope it like <laughs> explodes before we all die. Um, <laughs> we have to go because we have three other guests to get to. Uh, Rebecca, sure. you're a delight. I loved having you in the program. Thank you. Thank you for, for having being me. It's so fun to talk of to you. Of course, girl. Of course. We'll have you back. Um, do you want to plug Thanks. anything? I always like give people a chance to plug. You want to plug your podcast? Your um, or anything? Just eatingbooks.com. I mean, that links to everything for me. Awesome. Eatingbooks.com. Um, can we end on a wolf howl? I know I've done it like eight times already. But like, I just love <laughs> my it. Wolf, my wolf howl is more like a, like, like a yip. What? Come you know, on. Like, I mean, I'm like five foot, five foot four. And like, so it'd be like, ah. <laughs> it's like, like, like you're dying. Like what's the other half? You're half wolf and then like half fucking chihuahua. Well, I hope the other <laughs> half is human. <laughs> oh, you're like, no, I'm a human. Uh. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Just go, ow! <laughs> yeah! Boo just like looked at you like, bitch, please. <laughs> oh, he really, he really hates me right now. <laughs> oh, all right, Rebecca. <laughs> thank you for being on our show. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for having me. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Uh, put that on the list of great guests. She was fantastic. Everybody make sure to check out her website and her Twitter. I bet she has a fucking fire Instagram too. Because those pictures are really cool. You guys would really like it. I've been meaning to cook more. I keep saying I'm going to do it, but then I don't. I really enjoy it a lot. Cooking's great. I just like... I love like benefiting something like immediately from my toils you know what I mean like some things you'll do for like a year and then finally it'll fucking pay off you know like working out or whatever uh but like it's great you can just chop some shit stir some shit bake some shit saute some shit and boom you did it (laughs) it's that easy (laughs) do you cook at LJ yeah you do You seem like you seem like you cook good shit. Like you're very thoughtful about like the shit that you cook. Do you have like a specialty? Um, not really. I cook good twice a year for Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You cook good twice a year? What do you cook shit the rest of the time or you just don't cook? Experimental stuff. Oh. Experimental. You mean experimental shit. You just like put all of the condiments you have left in your refrigerator together. <laughs> Alright, gummy worms, mayonnaise, Lay's potato chips. Let's make it work. Get some dressing, put on the rice. Uh-huh. Oh, that is good. I do that too. Jelly. Put it on chicken. Put it on what? Chicken. What? What?
what kind of experimental drug trip are you on, man? Is that good? Always one way to find out. <laughs> Nasty shit, man. You know what, though? People have cranberries with their turkey, so... You might be on to something, Welch's over here. All right, next guest. A little bit of blurb. P.S. Did you guys hear how great Jay's voice is? It's just so smooth. Smooth. Just like a good whiskey. Let me make sure I'm typing this number in. All right, cool. Cool. Next guest. Hello? Hi. Is this the Clapo? It is. Hi, Andrew. How you doing? That's not your name. What's your name? What's your no, real name? No, my name is Chris. Chris. God, I'm a fucking idiot. Yes. How you doing, Chris? <laughs> doing well, doing well. I love your handle. There were so many puns to, like, choose with it. It was hard to, like, just land on one for our little No, that was sport. a good one. And I, I appreciated the drawing because you actually gave me a chin. <laughs> Well, I didn't do myself. Shout out to Lauren, if you're listening. Um, they're great, aren't they? Do you not have a chin in real life? I have a couple of them. You have a couple of them. Wow. <laughs> you're rich with chins. Way uh, to yes, go. Yes. That's great. Okay, just so our audience knows who you are, this is Chris Apple. Is it Appel or Apple? It's Appel. Appel. All right, cool. Chris Appel um, at the... Clapel, Clapel, Clapel. That's yeah, to it's, say. It's, it's at, at the CL Appel. Yes. See, <laughs> That's what I was going for. But. Or just Clapel. I really like saying that. And uh, Chris is the co-host of The Ticket Stub. That is at the underscore Ticket Stub on I-R-L-O-N-E-S-T-A-R dot com. How do you pronounce that? Ions? Uh, I-R Lone Star. I-R Lone Star dot com. You know, the way you say it makes me sound dumb how I previously said it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's great to have you. Thanks for being on the show. So you. Oh, I'm glad to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, Chris. Um, So you are located in Texas. Yes. Excellent. And do you pronounce it Texas also, or is it, well, how do you say it? <laughs> There's many different ways to pronounce it, yeah. Really? I thought there was just one, and I was being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you uh, co-host a podcast about movies, right? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Cool, nice. Make sure everybody to check it out. Um, so do you review movies? Do you just talk about, like, your favorite little bits about them? Like, what do you, what do you focus on? Well, it's pretty much anything to do with movies. Uh, we review movies on there. We play games that involve movies, uh, talk about movie news, try to have some guests on there that are involved uh, in movies as well. Uh-huh. Ooh, nice. Like who? What kind of cool guests have you had? Well, probably the coolest one we had, uh, there was an actor that I saw who was in a movie, like a small-budget movie, and I thought that he could be James Bond just from a scene I saw in the movie. Uh-huh. So I tweeted him, and and he decided to uh, to come on the show. <laughs> so we did a whole show about uh, you know how I thought he could be James Bond, and and it, and it turned out great. His name is uh, Daniel Westwood. Uh huh. 
and he's uh, he's a British actor. Uh, so we're trying to start a campaign to get him a screen test. Oh my god! To be James Bond. I'm but yeah, sure. we don't have we don't have any power in that regard, though. <laughs> hey, you do what you can, Chris. Um, so you live in Texas. You host this awesome podcast. Um, what do you do in Texas? Do you have a family there? Do you work? What's your What's your story? Yes, I do have a family. I have a wife and, and a stepson. Mm-hmm. And I uh, my day job is I manage a movie theater. How perfect. Oh, I love it. Oh, I have questions about this movie theater managing. Okay. So how many times have you um, caught people having sex in the movie theater? Because myself, uh, more I've than, caught a couple. More than I would care to <laughs> yeah, say. But. What is it about people and having sex in public places? They just love it. They just love it. I don't know. See, I have bad like, night vision. So when I have to go stop them or something, I can't see them. It's like I have to get like right up close or that's something so to funny. make sure that that's what's happening. Yeah, it's like why is this it's guy extremely so embarrassing. Is he want to get in on this? <laughs> no, no, no. Just I want to be sure. You know, you don't want to make a mistake. <laughs> that's so funny. So like, so somebody would complain about them. That's how you would know they were there. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. That's funny you know the mood is already set you know but it's dark there's this dim lighting with some like music i mean basically you're asking people to like there (laughs) have you (laughs) one of my first dating experiences was in a movie theater too i mean we didn't like like be disgusting or anything but like he was so awkward we were both so young but like he was so awkward like (laughs) he did this like he um, went in to kiss me, but then turned his head because he was, like, scared. Um, and then mm-hmm. he just hugged me. Um, and then just, like, just, like, it wasn't a hug. It was just more of just, like, pulling me to, like, his stomach and just, like, holding me there <laughs> for, like, a few okay. minutes. For like a few minutes and like <laughs> i really didn't know what the hell to do <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um afterwards i was like okay never again <laughs> it was just horrible <laughs> yeah. then he like texted me he's like i'm so sorry i was awkward and it's like uh delete um but do you <laughs> do you have like uh in the movie theater firstly does it bother you how expensive your food is there um it's comparable to oh well not now you got now i gotta give you the official answer which is it's <laughs> comparable to like going to a sporting event or something like that so uh-huh. but um not really i mean it's, it's kind of been the same for a while now uh-huh um yeah do people sneak food in i have friends who do that yeah, they do. Yeah, from time to time, we we find stuff. So, hey, what are you which, gonna you do? Know, you gonna kick we them got out? the signs posted and stuff, but nobody follows any rules anymore. Yeah, that's very true. How long have you managed there? Uh, I've been doing this since two thousand two, so quite oh. a long time. So you are a part of that place. You are a part of that institution. It is a part of you. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. 
unfortunately. No, do you like <laughs> yeah, your job? I never thought of it like this. <laughs> do you like your job? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice you probably get to see all of the movies for free. Yeah, not as much anymore. Uh, it's, it's like work to me, so, you know, I don't really get to watch as many as I'd like. But, uh, you know, every now and then, yeah, it's pretty cool to see uh, some of them come out before, you know, the general public gets to see them. Uh-huh. Are you one of those people who just, you know, as a child, you connected with movies? You're like, yes, this is my life. This is what I want. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if, you, if you're in the, the movie theater industry, I think you'd be lying if you said that you weren't interested in, like, being involved in filmmaking or, you know, acting or something like that. It just uh-huh. kind of comes with the territory or uh-huh. screenwriting, uh, things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, movies have always been a big influence in my life. And it's just nice to be able to do, you know, the work that I do and then do the uh, the radio show and the, the podcast there. So it's, uh-huh. it's pretty neat. So it sounds like you, you know, pursue film also. I I don't. I mean, I, there's I have no time to do that. Uh, uh-huh. it's, you know, I'm I'm pretty lucky I get to do the the show that I do. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just neat to be able to like interview people who who've been in movies and and make the film. So I feel more comfortable with that side of it now than I think I would, you know, actually being involved in the making of something. Uh huh. I mean, there's so many. There's so many things, there's so many elements that go into making a film. And, you know, mm-hmm. having a place for people to fucking see them is an element of making a film. So, um, yeah, you probably manage a lot of teenagers, is my guess. Yes, I do. How's that? <laughs> it's challenging. It's challenging. <laughs> you know, I, you, you kind of feel like a, uh, like a, high school teachers sometimes and they treat it like school sometimes too so that uh-huh. makes it difficult you know it is a business it's not a you know not a school so we yeah. have the challenges that, that come along with that uh-huh yeah it's difficult i don't know i mean i don't know how i was when i was a teenager but like i i had a lot of interns that i had to manage and it just it was horrible <laughs> it just was such a draining <laughs> experience where, I mean, I just, I can't imagine going in, maybe I am this way and I just don't know it, but, like, I just can't imagine going in somewhere and just being like, yeah, I already know how to do this. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. Like, I can't imagine doing that. Like, having to manage that is so stressful because you, as the manager, have to keep your calm, you have to keep your cool, you know, and look at them as a human being and understand they're still developing and that you have to keep the bigger picture, you know, the perspective in mind as you're talking with them that you want to teach them, you want them to grow, you want to see them, um, you know, become something better than they were when they showed up to you. Um, but at the same time, well, it's it so infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever lost it? I've lost it a couple times. I don't manage them anymore, but thank God. But I mean, I lost when, it a times. when I was younger, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's a few times where you know I probably could have done things differently, but, uh, but yeah. Now that I'm, now that I'm a little bit older, you know, I'm a little more mature. Uh huh. So. Do you have an ex- like an, an example you want to share? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not publicly. 
Chris, you're a man of mystery. You should be the next James yeah. Bond. I'm going to start a campaign for you. Um, <laughs> let's get yeah. some signatures, folks. Uh, I'll send a tweet. Just retweet it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's go to another aspect of your life. So you're a stepdad. Sure. That's exciting. How do you like that? My what? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Your stepdad. Yes. Tell us about that. What are like the uh, what are the challenges and you know benefits, rewarding experiences of being a stepdad? Well, um, you know, I I was able to to be with uh, his mother when he was pretty young, so it wasn't necessarily a challenge for him really because he's a you know little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it certainly does have its challenges you know with you know you have to you know he has his his real dad so you know we always kind of have to involve uh involve him and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um, i mean with it it's i don't know that's good <laughs> that's cool yeah i mean i always admire people who are able to do that and do it well you know, you know, and accept someone as your own when yeah. it's, it's admirable. That's really, I think, awesome. It's a way to be awesome. So you live in Texas. Are you, were you born and raised there? Are you a transplant? How did you get there? Well, I was born in Corning, New York, so not too far from where you are. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I moved to uh, northern Indiana from there and then uh, Mississippi and then over here to Texas. So I've kind of been all over the place. Wow. Were you in the military or your parents? Like, how did you go to all these different places? No, my parents started moving and then I would take uh, different jobs at the different movie theaters. Got you. You know what I really love? I love a movie theater that is just like an old timey movie theater, like the majestic. You know what I mean? Where it's like... Yes, it's a terrible movie, but yes. Yes, it's a terrible movie. I was... The whole time I was just watching it dumbfounded. Like, why is this a fucking movie? But the theater is gorgeous. I love the, like, the ornate, um, you know, decor on the ceiling. And just, like, the attention to detail. And the sort of, like, glorifying of the movie experience. I love that. Did you ever work in any mm-hmm. of those? Did I ever what? I'm sorry. Did you ever work in any of those theaters? Like a uh, like a stage theater? No, just like a like a movie theater that was just like you know back in the day where they like. Oh no. No, I, I, everything was pretty modern in 2002 when I started. So uh-huh. I would love to though. It, yeah. I love those relics. I love. Like, they usually only show, like, super obscure, boring, foreign shit. But, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't usually go into that. (laughs) But, like, I like how they look. Um, So what's your favorite movie thus far of 2018? By the way, I'm still writing 2017 on shit. Like, I just did that, like, the other day. And I was like, no, and it's February, Teresa. What the fuck? So what's your favorite movie thus far this year? Uh, Mom and Dad. With Nicolas Cage. Interesting. And, um, uh, gosh, what's her name? 
I forgot. But it's a, it, it came out in a few theaters. It was on Amazon streaming. But basically, Nicolas Cage is like a psycho dad who wants to kill his kids. It's a pretty neat movie. Whoa! I haven't even heard of this movie. Like yeah, you got to check it crazy. out. It's great. I will look at it. I love, like, B-side Nicolas Cage. I don't super love his, like, big hits. I mean, I did, like, Gone in 60 Seconds. I thought it was a great movie. Um, but I like his B-side stuff. My favorite movie is his, of his is uh, Matchstick Men. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Oh, so good. He was phenomenal in that. I reminds me, I need to rewatch that. Do you have, like, a... I, I, I hate these sort of questions where it's like, what's your favorite of all time? Blah, blah, blah. Do you have a favorite movie of all time? I do. It's the uh, Untouchables uh, from 1989. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. That shit, yes. I am on board with your selection. I remember what, so firstly, I would watch very advanced movies, like violent shit when I was a little kid. Like, because I have five mm-hmm. brothers, and they would all, and they're a lot older than I am. Um, and so they would be watching it, and I would just be there watching it with them. Um, but I remember watching that movie and just, like, loving Sean Connery as a little girl. Oh, he's the man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So good. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> never told anybody this, but it's, like, funny. I don't know why I've never told anybody. But it's, like. So my parents are super religious, and, like, I would always say my prayers every night, and, like, I don't know how old I was. It might have been, like, seven, maybe six, after seeing Untouchables, which, like, totally not okay, right? We can all agree it's not okay yeah. to, like, watch that shit. No. Uh, and we watched it, and, like, um, I loved it so much. And I was like, oh, my God that old man with the beard is so great he was so amazing <laughs> and i just remember like looking at him as like this amazing figure and like as i said my prayers that night i like i said them to Sean oh wow <laughs> i think there's a lot of people that pray to sean connery now, I think. do you really <laughs> maybe you're one buddy who wants to become james bond yeah <laughs> he's yeah, praying to sean <laughs> it's like it's sean <laughs> Help yeah. me out, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, we just I said my prayers to him and it's just so funny. Um <laughs> Um anyways, so we have a couple more guests we have to get to. You've been a lot of fun. Okay. I enjoyed getting to know you. Um well, do you I appreciate wanna, it. Yeah, dude, anytime man. Do you wanna plug anything before we say Sayonara? <laughs> Sure, yeah. Uh, you can check us out on uh, the Ticket Sub. It's at the underscore Ticket Sub. Uh, or on IRLoneStar.com. You can find us there. It's a lot of fun. It's a movie show. And we'd love to have you on, actually. I'd love whenever to. Whenever you get a chance. Anytime, man. Hit up my messages. DM me. Give me some right. dates. I'd be more than happy to. You're a lot of fun. I would love it. All and right. Will do. Awesome, dude. Keep your chins up. You know, keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh have a good rest of your day i'll talk to you soon i'd love to be on your show all right bye all right bye that was fun just again i love all of our peeps i can't believe i've never told anyone that story before <laughs> <laughs> <Shock cutting. laughs>
Oh my gosh. That was just some fucked up shit. Um, uh, yeah. Will you pray as answered? What? Will you pray as answered? I don't remember what the fuck I prayed. I don't remember. I remember because he gets killed in the movie. He oh. dies. Spoiler alert from a movie from 1989. Um, <laughs> but he dies. Uh, and I, I think what I prayed, I was like, please help him to be okay. I prayed to him about him. <laughs> 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 like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. But it did it. And it's a part of me. All right, next person. Pilsner Podcast? Yes, people with the Pilsner Podcast. Yeah, that's me. Hey! I was like, oh my god, What's we up? got our first wrong number. This is exciting. I was like, I'm going to interview you anyway. <laughs> hey, what's your okay. name? I couldn't tell what you guys' names were uh, from your podcasts. Uh, uh, hang on one second. Let me plug you in. My co-host just left. No worries. No uh, one second. Worries. Be happy. Do it. Be happy now. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. All right, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Okay. Hey um, you ready? Yeah, we were hanging out. Uh, my co-host just left. No my worries. Name is Jim. Hi, Jim. My name's Teresa. It's Jim. great to have you. Jim. Your full name's James. But they call you Jim, eh? Nope. Uh, again, I'm saying Tim. Tim. As in tame. <laughs> Tim. Got it. I love how you said that. You're like, again, I'm saying Tim. I'm <laughs> sorry about that, man. Correct. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, thanks for being on our show. Um, do you want to go grab him or we can just like hang out until he comes back? No, like he took off. Oh, oh that's too bad. Well, I'm glad you're there there. Um, so you yeah, are sure. in Minnesota. Correct. Cool. Nice. I'm also from the Midwest. I'm Kansas City, Missouri. I've been to Minnesota once for a mock trial. Okay, are you a Royals fan? Or? Oh, fuck yes. Of course I am. I don't like baseball. Well, you know one team, so congratulations. <laughs> Did you, you know hear about you Darvish team today? To Say what? Did you hear about you Darvish today? No, what happened? I don't know. He's fine. Oh. That's a big deal, I guess. You're, okay, so okay, so just everyone knows this podcast is about sports. Um, so this is Tim. Um, what's your Twitter handle, just so people can find you? At Pilsner Podcast. Okay. All right. I thought you had a separate one. All right. So this is the Pilsner Podcast, at Pilsner Podcast, P-I-L-S-N-E-R Podcast. They are a Springfield, Minnesota-based podcast talking about craft beer, sports, and pop culture. Cool. And this is the Tim part of the duo. Um, fuck the other guy. He left. We're just going to focus on you because you're here and you're awesome. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> um, so you're in Minnesota. Uh, your podcast is pretty cool. Um, that's how we found you guys. Um, are you from Minnesota? Where are you from? Yeah, we're from Minnesota. Cool. Born and raised. Yeah. And you're okay. from where are you at right now? I'm in New York City. Um, New York City? New York, the big city. Um, but I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, congratulations, by the way, on a successful Super Bowl. Your guys' fucking stadium is incredible. I think it's the best-looking one in the whole fucking country. Wait a minute. Congratulations on us. What are you talking about? Minnesota, the Vikings. You guys hosted the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, but we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. We just lost to Philadelphia right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, dummy. Your fucking city hosted it. That's a big deal. Did you know that? Did you know your city hosted the Super Bowl? I mean, I guess. I'm sure it's been fucking crazy town in there. I remember when Kansas City hosted the All-Star Game. Woo! I was working in the mayor's office. I was interning. And, like, the fucking shit they had to, like, like prepare to make sure everything was together. Because all eyes are Mm -hmm. on your city. You can't fuck shit up. And you guys did a fucking amazing job with the Super Bowl. I have some questions. Okay, here's the thing. We we are based in Springfield, Minnesota, which is in the southwest corner of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. About two and a half hours from there. Congratulations to your state. You're such a contrarian. I love it. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that we live in farm towns, and the Super Bowl is in the city. Got it. Okay, that's cool. Your state hosted the Super Bowl. That's cool. Are you, are you born and raised in uh, Kansas City? Um, no, I was born in Utah actually, um, and I left there when I was like five. And then because of my dad's job, we moved. But for the most part of your life, you've been in the city. No, I'm definitely a Midwesterner. That's how I would describe myself. So, okay, but like, what's the smallest town you've lived in? Um, I actually lived in a Springfield also, in Springfield, Missouri. I think it was probably, I actually lived literally in the country. I lived in the Ozarks, and it wasn't a city. We lived, there wasn't, there was no name for it. <laughs> it was like literally the hills. And we had like a little, like a little ranch there. And it was like in the middle of nothing. Um, so I probably got you beat That's on that. That's about where we're at. Yeah, okay. So you guys have a name for your your nothing. That's cool. How many people live in your town? 2,000. 2,000. Wow. That's like a My university. My just left. He is um, from Sanborn, Minnesota, right down the road. Uh-huh. And it drops to like 150 people. Oh, I love small towns. I really do. Um... So you don't have an accent, so does the, what is it, the Southwestern, what the fuck you said? Uh, <laughs> Part I wish Corey would have stayed here. He does. He's terrible. Yeah? What's he sound like? Do an impression of him. Oh, okay. Uh, sure, sir, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yay! So, he's not from very far from where you're from. Why does he sound so different different from you? No idea. I love dialects, though. That's crazy. 
That is so crazy. Like, just how close do you guys are. Do an impression are. of your producer. My producer? I'm not I'm about sure to do an impression of a black man. That's not about to happen right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not here, not now. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk after. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So what do you do for a living? I work at a lumberyard. Nice. That's cool. So what do you do there? Is it? Yeah, it is. My brother actually does. He does. He likes building things, so he'll hang out at lumber yards. Um, and I've gone with him several times, and I love the smell of wood. Um, I also think it's pretty fucking cool when you can make things for yourself and rely on I yourself. I can't do anything like that. To, like, do I, things. I can sell you things. Well, we're nothing without you. So tell us about your job. What do you do there? I literally just make deliveries and put things away. Do you like your job? Sounds like you love it. I love it. <laughs> so you sound kind of young. Are you young? How old are you? Age is relative. Yeah, I'd say you're like 25. How old are you? I'm 28. You're 28. Pretty close. Pretty close. So. What are you running at right now? I'm 29. Sound like your elder. Um, yeah, that's how that works. So you, <laughs> um, so you were born in Springfield. Where were you born? I don't remember exactly what happened. Uh, I believe I was born in Springfield. Yes. Okay. Was that like a joke? <laughs> You're like I don't bit. remember being born. Um, <laughs> Where were you when you were born? Um, I was in, I was a home birth. So what I'm getting at is, so you were born in that town, and now you work in that town. Do you... Oh, I left for a little while. Yeah? Where'd you go? Mankato. You went where? Uh, it's like a city, like a college town down the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. What'd you study? No, I'm back. Now you're back. What'd you study? Um, uh, graphic design. <laughs> I to think about that. Uh, so you're an artist. I was. Now we're working at a lumberyard. Yeah. And I have a podcast in my basement. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, your family is all still there in Springfield? Uh, my parents are, yeah. Mm-hmm. You seem really comfortable in this interview. Um, let's reverse roles. Well, you Do told you us 1 o'clock, right? What? So you told us to be ready by 1 o'clock or 2 Eastern. No, no, no. I said 2 to 4 Eastern. You said 2 to 3. I'm Check not your sure. DM. I had my producer so, do it. We sat down here said. and drank beer, so that's probably why it's okay. so comfortable. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about you. Sure. Let's reverse roles. Ask me questions. Okay, so, you're a comedian, right? Uh-huh. Where did you start? 
Um, so I moved to New York after college, and I started out doing improv, and I did it at the Upright Citizens Brigade. And okay, so you huh? started at UCB, or did you go to open mics before that? Do I go to a place before that? Is that what you just asked? Yeah, like you started comedy in New York? Yes, I didn't do anything in Missouri. I didn't even consider That's it. That's insane. A lot of people do that. Um, some people, like, do it in their hometown and, like, you know, go to Mike's and blah, 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 and then move to New York because they love it. Um, yeah. I, yeah, some people do that. Some people don't, like me. So I didn't even consider doing comedy. I wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, first, I wanted oh. to be an opera singer, and then I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and then I interned at a prosecutor's office, and I really didn't like it. Um, and I was like, I don't think this is for me. So Dimitri like, Martin did the same thing, right? He did. Oh, look at you. So you're a student of comedy. That's great. Um, yeah, <laughs> except for I didn't really go that far down the road. I was right. you know, studying for the LSAT. What? You didn't get married or anything like that beforehand? Nah. No. That'll... <laughs> nah. Not as, not as far as I know. Um, so, I, like, wanted to be a lawyer. But then I didn't. And I didn't know what the hell I wanted. And I actually... I started watching 30 Rock. Have you ever watched 30 Rock? It's fucking oh, yeah. the best. Um, and it revolves around, you know, comedy writers. And I didn't even know that was, like, a thing. I didn't even know that was, like, a option. I didn't even know that people did that shit. I mean, obviously, I would watch comedies, but I didn't really think about, oh, my God, who, who made this? Um, so, I was like, yeah, that's it right there. That's that's it for me. And literally, months after deciding that, I moved to New York. And here I am. I'm very happy. Just like that? Just like that. It's like... Isn't it like the most expensive city in the world? I don't think the world. I think London actually is the most expensive city in the world. But it's very... Honestly, like, you can live anywhere. It's just how you want to live. Um, What sort of, like... Lifestyle you want to, like, lead. And also, like, what kind of job you have to to lead it. Um, So, it's great. So, I started out doing improv. Um... I was like, no, nah, I don't think this is for me. And I got into TV production for a while, and I stopped doing improv. And then I got into stand-up, and I was like, yes, this is it. That's it right here. Where are you doing set that right now? Um, like, you should come. Um, so, like, Broadway Comedy Club, Greenwich Village Comedy mm-hmm. Club, Gotham. Have you ever been to New York? No, I know a lot about. Oh, wait, yeah, I have been to New York a couple You're times so funny, when I was a kid. Tim. That's cool. Um, no, I just really like stand-up. I like comedy. Cool. Have you ever tried it? Oh, yeah. So you do comedy uh, there in Springfield? No, no. That ship has sailed. I quit like a year ago. I did it for like five years. Okay. That's a decent amount of time. So you, what kind of comedy yeah. did you do? Like stand-up. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of know, opportunities like, 
to like perform that's one thing i love about new york like if you just want to go if you have an idea and you go want to go talk it out you could literally go do it five times at one night if you really wanted to and i didn't find those right. kind of and opportunities that's one of the main West. reasons i quit i was two hours away from the nearest club yeah it's rough it's i i really admire people who do it who you know are able to like finesse their craft when they have such limited opportunities to do it. It's amazing. Right. I liked, um, you'd get that sweet corporate gig though. We call it corporate. It's not really, it was like a Christmas party for like a bank or something. And they'd uh-huh. be like, here's $400 for 10 minutes. How would that go? That's just what, that's just like what kept you going. Mm-hmm. And, but then you go up to Acme in Minneapolis and you sit down at open mic and they don't call your name for like four weeks in a row. You're like, I can't do this. Four weeks. It's, it's, it's a very popular place. You know? Wow. They, they, they like want you to go and just prove that you're going to be a mainstay and that they can groom you and all that. And I'm like, just put me on at least once. So let me show you what I have. Uh huh. Wow. That's your whole night. Like, you get home at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, and then you go to work the next day. Honestly, wow. I don't know how you could get good in any sort of reasonable amount of time when you really have no opportunities to do it. Because really, I mean, like, you have to talk through your shit. You have to... Like, if you see any late-night set, anybody, like, doing jokes on there, they've done those jokes literally thousands of times in front of a thousand different audiences. So it's like, right. if you can't do that, then you won't get that, you know? And, like, but then again, some people do. And, like, I really admire those people that they're able to, like, do that. I don't know how they do it, but they do, and it's pretty cool. So Like, I was doing this set one time. Um, Acme Comedy had their summer competition. It was like funniest person in the Twin Cities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I go up and I am destroying. It's like because it's such a nice club to be at. The, mm-hmm. the crowds are smart. Everything is cool, and um, I'm hearing a huge echo back and forth. That's mm-hmm. why I keep pausing. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going up there and I'm destroying, and I'm like. Uh, they're giving me the light. That's my three-minute cue. Like, I need to leave the stage. And I'm looking around. I'm like, you know, 25 people traveled two hours to see me. I'm going to just finish this bit. And then they cut my mic off right before the punchline. And I end up losing the competition that night. Um, MC is like, dude, you probably could have, like, won if you would have just shut up. Well, guy I'm in competition with that night, he ends up winning the whole contest throughout the whole summer. I'm like, dang it, that could have been me. Yeah, gotta respect the light, man. So I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> this is dumb. Well, um, sorry that happened. Gotta respect the light. That's definitely something I've learned the hard way. Because I've had my mic cut right. off, too. I did it, it was actually at Gotham, too. Because I didn't really know where the light was. And, like, I didn't know that I was over. And, like, they cut my mic off. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I was doing really well. But, like, 
after that point, like that was just so bad and like embarrassing. I was like, never again am I ever going to do that. Um, you just have to respect the light. Because the thing is, yeah, you had 25 people come there to see you, but so did everybody else and they need their time. And you wouldn't yeah. have that place without, you wouldn't have the opportunity without that place giving you the opportunity. So you have to like respect that. And it's tough and it sucks and it's hard, but like you gotta respect it and just keep coming back. And it's just a matter of, hey, do you want that life until you get what you want? And some people do, some people don't. And it's no judgment in either way. It's like what makes you happy um, until you get there. And that's just what it is. Um, so are you drunk right now? Were you drinking with your buddy? I'm not drunk. I didn't mean that like, <laughs> listen, dude, chill out. <laughs> I didn't mean that in a bad no, way. No, I'm smiling when I say that. I'm That's just like, cool. no, I'm Whatever. not drunk. I'm uh, definitely not straight. Uh-huh. So you're a little tipsy. <laughs> yeah. What's your drink of choice? Um, I like everything, but I do like everything, and I will drink anything. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, uh, love it. There's a lot of people that become sober very young. And it, it makes me a little wondrous, like, you know, were you really that bad? Or did you just grow up on, like, the West Coast? <laughs> what do you mean? So like, in the Midwest, we drink a lot. Yeah, we do. Because it's cold. So, like, so wait, so people become sober after they became alcoholics? Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about just, like, people well, who stop drinking? they think they're alcoholics. And Got I don't, you. I'm like, you know, you drink a little bit, you peed your bed a couple of times. You're not an alcoholic. <laughs> Like, that's just a normal day. Um, right. Yeah, I know a couple people. The only sober people I know are, like, comics who, like, really needed right. to become sober. <laughs> like, it just wasn't good. Oh. Um, that's really the only people that I know who, like, declare themselves sober. I mean... It's funny you say that because I was thinking of comics, too. But they were open mic level comics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I hang out with you. We embarrassed ourselves, but we're not alcoholics. And that guy's <laughs> like, no, I'm an alcoholic. I'm done. I'm going to meetings legit. I'm like, seriously? Oh, man. Thanks. Well, whatever. So, like, what was your what was your first joke? What was the first thing Rose that you wife? wrote? Hold on. Let me rephrase the question. What was the first thing that you wrote that worked every time you said it? I have been a stay-at-home son for the last 25 years. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. <laughs> I had a whole routine about living with my parents way longer than I should have. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's a great way to open it. I found that, like, really just, like, punchy one-liners that, like, set up a longer, bigger idea oh, is like, the best right way to do it. Of it. What? That was like right in the middle of it. Oh, well, I'm talking about myself here. Um, I really like oh, that. Sorry. Like a nice little. <laughs> I'm talking about myself here. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> it's all right. You're on my show, too. <laughs> right now? Are we like broadcasting? Oh, yeah, are we you co are. broadcasting? Dude, we can... that's cool. But like... <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, buddy. Um... Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you. 
Also, this is exclusively owned content by me. Just kidding. Um, so it sounds like you actually really love comedy, but it's hard for you to I do it, it there. It's kind of the gist that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So what are you, your plans mm-hmm. for like your life? That's interesting. That's an interesting question. You just asked a stranger. Yeah, whatever. You don't have to what are your you plans for your life? Comedy, writing, performing, doing it. And when you're done waiting tables, then what are you gonna do? Gross. Ew. <laughs> I just don't know why you're so cynical, dude. Anyways. I'm joking around, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, this was My fun. plans are I'm gonna keep working. And, you know, I'll please stay married. You're married? Have some kids. I know, right? Wow. That's good. Congratulations. Is she, uh, what does she do? How'd you meet her? Uh, she's a dental hygienist. Cool. The only dental hygienists I know are, like, fucking happy people just fucking happy they're in their scrubs that are just like brightly colored happy floral shit and then they have like lots of makeup that's like sweetly done and just like really scrunched they love scrunching their hair what does your wife look like um she wears scrubs, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's where we stop right there. Okay. This was fun. Um, thanks for being on the show, dude. Um, best of luck with everything. Um, Shutting her off. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Peace out. That was fun. Jay, your face is funny. Um <laughs> whatever I don't like to speak ill of anybody especially the dead because he seemed dead inside (laughs) oh that was fun um no he seems cool I liked that joke that he wrote that was fun um I wish him the best all right we have one more person left and then we are done this guy seems cool Hello. Hi. Is this at Begotten Sun? Yes, it is. Hey there. Welcome to the Love Handles podcast. How you doing, Teresa? I'm great. (laughs) Oh, Teresa. (laughs) I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. Good. Um, I don't know if it's still raining up in New York also, but here in Baltimore, it's raining. Yeah, it's um, gray. And, it's gross. And also, if you want to know, my name's Daniel. Daniel. I, I know my Twitter name probably Hello, didn't Dan. show that. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, nice to meet you. Uh, you were our last guest for the to- for the show. So you were closing out oh. the show strong, Dan. I'm the closer. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are the Zeta. Is that is it the, the Z? You're the Z, whatever. You're the Omega. That's what it is. I'm the just Omega. keeping in line with like your, your biblical <laughs> themes here. You are the Omega of the show tonight. <laughs> so, <There you go. laughs> just so our listeners know who you are, this is Daniel Brown. This is at begotten underscore son. Um, and he's living a life of creativity and inspiration. He's a professional tourist music creator um and his sounds are at begotten sounds begotten life at begotten underscore sun is his instagram as well does it feel weird to hear someone read your like bio to you like i feel like just I a would little feel bit weird. <laughs> just, a just little to let bit. you know for instagram it's um no underscore it's just begotten oh sun. gotcha so somebody just... on twitter had the had the begotten son without the underscore so oh, i couldn't get annoying? it so I was upset. we have to throw an underscore in there you know what's so dumb what i did one time with my gmail so i had a yahoo for a while like in high school and then i like went to college was like i should get a gmail i'm an adult now so like i get a right. gmail and then i like i did to like uh my email teresa sheffield at gmail.com and i got got that um but then i forgot that i signed up for it because i was like using my fucking like gmail my yahoo again um then i I was like no i should go back to gmail and i tried to like i forgot that i had a gmail already so like i tried to like sign up for Teresa sheffield at gmail.com and it was taken (laughs) and i was like who the fuck Who took it? <laughs> it was my dumb ass. <laughs> We're just like, if what I the dumb I find this woman who took my name. <laughs> she took my name. She took my email. <laughs> I watched some really funny video. It was more interesting and a little bit poignant than like funny. But it was like a, two Selena Gomez's met each other. And they talked about like the trials of being named Selena Gomez when there's like another right. Selena Gomez. And they were like, it's so hard. Facebook doesn't believe me when I put in my name. Like, <laughs> like why don't you make a fan page instead? It's like, what? I don't make a fan page. <laughs> so you are a musician. Yes. Interesting. Yes, and just so uh, you guys. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I know. I was just going to say that um, I started. I started on trumpet, and that was in elementary school. I don't know when they start you. I think fourth grade back then. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting because I only did that um, because it was a girl that I was attracted to that played <laughs> trumpet. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you get really good at it? And, um, yeah, I did. I actually um, got pretty good. Mainly because when I started playing, I was in beginner class, of course, and I found out she was in advanced class. And uh-huh. I was just like, dang, so I'm still not around her. <laughs> so I just practiced and got good enough to get to advanced class with six months. That's so cute, <laughs> So I could sit next to her. <laughs> yep. So, and now you're married to her. Oh, what and a sweet story. No, I'm not. <laughs> Did you ever get with her? Did you ever, like, date her? No, oh. I didn't. It was, I only had one. I was that, that guy that was on, because um, one, I'm an introvert. Matter of fact, I was just, I was actually listening to the show, and I should have, should should talk to the other lady that you had on here for the episode intro podcast, yeah. too. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> She's great. But Yeah, but yeah, I'm an introvert. 
especially back then, I was real heavy in the thin and But um, it was just one shot I I I could have took. I never took the shot until uh-huh. that last dot time. Uh-huh. And it, we was on some, some like, ski trip or something, and I said something to her, and she said, well, why you never say anything? You know, I graduate <gasps> next week, and so, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Never oh, went anywhere. So sad. <laughs> what did she do today? What did she do today? Uh-huh. I actually don't know. Listen, babe, that's what Facebook is for, is to stalk your former flames yeah. <laughs> get on it i know yeah. you're on twitter i don't know about facebook just so um i like you already daniel um just so like our <laughs> listeners know like how we met daniel he's a hustler like he messaged our <laughs> podcast <laughs> and he was like yeah. hey um do you guys need i'd like to compose some music for your theme for your podcast <laughs> Yeah. And he like pitched himself. He's like, I can make one that's real great and like real cheap. And you'll love it. Like, yeah. I was like, no, we already have one. But come on our show instead. Yeah. I love it. So is that, so you, you compose things. So you're a composer. Yeah. Do you, you do things on commission. Well, I'm, I'm actually, that's why I say music creator. Because, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say producer, artist audio engineer mm-hmm. like instead of saying all of that like all of it kind of works for me so i say music creator mm-hmm. so i produce music i started with hip-hop um moved it to r&b um now i've encompassed basically hip-hop r&b pop um electronic uh yeah and actually i've been producing for myself also because like i said being an artist i I'm actually doing this project where I'm actually challenging myself where I'm making a new song every week and I'm putting it out wow. on on Spotify, Apple Music, oh, everywhere like that. Um, every week, every Sunday and it's a lot of pressure. Mainly because like beginning of the week I start making a new track and then middle of the week I start coming up with the lyrics in or recording and then by the end of the week I'm mixing it and I have to put it up in time <laughs> wow dude oh, yeah. that's fucking dope a song a week okay. that's amazing and you know what's even more amazing about that is it it's a completely arbitrary self-imposed deadline on yourself but you do it every yeah. week like that's fucking cool like if I yeah. <laughs> that's hard as fuck dude to do that's really not easy if you're doing it like I, when I make arbitrary deadlines for myself like mm-hmm. like I'll say it but like in the back of my head I'm like I don't have to do this <laughs> like that's like <laughs> right. what's going on in my head but like you're doing it how long have you uh, been doing it every week um, I'm on my 28th song now, so 28 weeks straight. Damn! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I basically made, like, two albums in front of everybody's eyes. Um, and I just want to make sure I just keep on putting them out until people start really catching on. To That's great. <laughs> I love your positivity you. and your enthusiasm and your hope. It's quite refreshing, well, especially after last guest. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're listening. Um, so, what, where where do you live? Where are you located? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Nice, yeah. home of the wire. 
I got to tell you, The Wire is a great tourism um, video <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because I always get that, especially when, um, back in college. That's all when they found out I was from Baltimore, and they every time they would just find, oh my gosh, is it just like The Wire? <laughs> so. Is it? Um, on the front, <laughs> I mean, he's like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's on a certain spot. Oh, Everywhere funny. else, it's, it's pretty low key. We, we pretty cool. <laughs> it's like, um, what's gonna come after this is like, uh, lies, 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 lies. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, That's... I mean, cause it, it, it's kind of like, I'm sure. If people know New York, they'd probably be like, so is everyone just, just rude there? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, a lot so, of people do say that. Yeah. And also, a lot so, of people I mean, say that about the Midwest, too, the opposite. They're like, because I'm from the Midwest, from Kansas City, Missouri. It's like, oh, everyone must be nice there. And I'm like, yo, I know so many assholes from there. <laughs> right, right. Yo, we have them there too, okay? <laughs> so look, don't be thinking <laughs> we walking around fucking holding hands all day. <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how stereotypes work though. Because like, here's my thought on stereotypes. I think that like, mm-hmm. there's a kernel of truth to um, a stereotype. There's a reason why, you know, this thought has existed in enough minds and enough mouths have like, you know, spoken it that like, there's a kernel of reality into that. Um, right. But like, what's bad about stereotypes is just like, you hold them against people and you expect them and you like, you can find them into that. And like, they can't, you know, become anything outside of that. And I think that's yeah what's bad about them. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely agree. <laughs> Because it, it can help on a broad scale. So at certain places you go, you can be like, okay, let me make sure because I heard this or that. Yeah. But overall, like I, I have this thing where I I believe somebody to be a good person until they show me otherwise. Same here. <laughs> same here. No, same so, here. That's yeah. exactly right. You know, you know, I think like good person until proven asshole. Like that's right. kind of my mentality. Um, that's, a, that's a great mentality to <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think too, like this world is so complicated and I think like, like stereotypes can kind of help you make sense of it in a hurry. But if you live your yeah. life that way, then like you have no real understanding of the world. Right. I, I mean, really it's, it's kind of like a, a, a skill that our, our brain develop or use to actually get like cut down on a lot of energy like yeah. just let me understand something real quick and now I don't have to pay attention out a lot of my energy exactly so exactly. that's but what like, happens but at the same time like you said you just gotta, if you're mindful of it yes. you just gotta really learn the person a little bit exactly. more <laughs> exactly and you know like I mean you also have to realize, like, like these stereotypes are about like complicated human beings with feelings, and like, right. it's just so complex. And like, the idea of just like putting them in a box that isn't them is so unfair, and it requires empathy and understanding 
of how they would feel about that and if they actually are that. God, being people is hard. Um, <laughs> have you, <laughs> I've had some like stereotypes like held against me and like they've, you know, you know, made me like infuriated or like have been annoying or whatever. Have you ever had like a stereotype where like someone had it and it was totally, completely wrong? Yeah. Um, back in high school, I used to have cornrows, even though I'm bald now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fact, of course, the stereotypes that come with the cornrows, you know, it, anywhere I went being a young, a young teenager with cornrows, it was kind of, I was always looked at as, you have to keep an eye on him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Ah, that sucks. I mean, yeah, it does. That sucks. And I think a lot of. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry that that happens, and it happens to a well, lot of people, and it sucks. Yeah, it does. It, it does. really and isn't fair. I just always, I look at it as you know, it's always a learning experience. Um, on all sides, but for me, I could either just take it and just be like, oh, man, people just always want to judge you, or I can just take it and say, how do I come the way I want to come, or I can use this as, so you're going to look at me and you're going to think less of me already, but when I come and bring so much value, now you're going to have have to take a second look and be like, dang, I, I underestimated him. So underestimation happens, but I just come harder when somebody underestimates me. I love it. I like your outlook, man. I think it's really cool. <laughs> I do. I think it's great. Oh, it's really nice. <laughs> um, I I like your profile picture. It looks like you're on a boat. You want a boat in here? Yes, on a um, on a catamaran. Um, me and my wife. My wife took the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on one of one of our many vacations, and um. She was like, babe, won't you, won't you let me get this pic? You look nice right here. And Aww. most of the time, I'm, especially early, like a couple years ago, it was just like, uh, I don't care to take pics and all that. But she forced me, and I have to thank her for that because she got a great pic. Now I use it on all the social media. Thanks, babe. So you're married. <laughs> How exciting. Is your wife also yes. a musician? She, um, I actually met her in the marching band. Oh. And she was like the, the dancer. The, Fuck that the trumpeter. You don't need her. You don't need that trumpet player. You got your wife. That's so cute. Exactly. And <laughs> she actually learned some. She actually learned trumpet a little bit. So, I mean, she um she dances. She do a little bit of music, and she's a, she's good with poetry. So. Wow. Do you guys ever collaborate? We did once. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, um, a nice song. I, I created the, the music, and then I did the lyrics for a couple of verses, and then she came in and closed it out with a, a poem. So, yeah, That's cool. it was great. That's sweet. I so <laughs> I majored in music in college, and I really I love music a lot. Um, nice. I I love music so much, and like I just the thing that I love about it is just just how amazing how it. There's nothing else like it um, in our existence, and like it's yeah. just it, it just how it can make you feel how how it's such a gift that we have. I'm really not like 
I don't think I'm very coherently speaking how I feel about it, but it's just such a gift that we have that we're able to give each other. Yeah, I mean, I understand that it's hard to explain because it's like a whole different language and it's stuck on the, the feeling and the emotions behind it, and, you can, and it's kind of hard to put that in words when you're talking about emotions. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it. I love it mainly. I love anything creative. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, mainly, mainly because when it comes to creating anything and the way that I look at my music, it's like I'm transferring my energy or, or like my DNA and energy, energy form, as I would say it, you know, and, uh-huh. and I'm transferring it over onto the music. So therefore, now you're getting a piece of me that yes. lives on from, from me. Yes. And that's why it's like anybody who's creative in any way, when they hone in their craft, you start to get them through their craft because they're imprinting anything. I mean, they're imprinting their DNA on their craft. Totally. I love it, dude. You're cool. I fucking agree with everything that just came out of your mouth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have to run because we are like over our time, but (laughs) I love to have you on the show. You're great. I love your attitude. I love your outlook. Um, I'm going to check out your music, man. Um, I'm going to give you a second to like plug anything if you want to plug anything to our listeners. Yeah. um, Everywhere you can find all the music right here, right there on my website at Begotten Sound dot com and if you just type in my name on like apple music spotify um d d brown the begotten son and then you just find my all my singles there or in my playlist which is the hashtag begotten sunday saying that i drop every song every sunday but it's s-o-n day (laughs) oh nice yes pun alert Dude, Dan, you're awesome. I like you a lot. Thank you for being our Omega on this episode. Um, we'll have to have you back. I say that to everybody because everyone's been great. I did not say that to the last guest. Um, <laughs> um, dude, you're great. Love you, man. We'll have you back. Um, have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you. You too. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye-bye. Yay. What a great episode. I had a lot of fun. We had our first doozy. I didn't think we would have had one, you know? And we finally, we finally had one, which is exciting. Um, so I had fun. I hope you guys had fun listening. This was a great time. Um, we're going to be back again next week, finding random people from Twitter to be guests on our show. I hope you join us. I hope, I'm going to be honest, I think I've been hungover for all of these episodes. Um, so maybe next week I'll be hungover again too. Who knows? You'll hear it in my voice because my voice gets good as me. Um, all right. I'm going to say bye. See you guys next week. Bye.